Hey there, future friends! This week, we're overrun with the limited, we go to some bad weddings, and the CW hits the silver screen. This is the week of January 27th, 2023, and you are listening to Future Flicks with Billiam. Welcome to the show, everyone. Another week, more movies, but this week is a little special. Okay, maybe special is the wrong word. This week is a little unique because we have so many limited movies. There is not a single wide release film this week. There are a couple coming to streaming. We have something on Prime, something on Netflix, something on Paramount Plus. But as far as a wide theatrical release, there is nothing. Usually when this happens, The following week, we'll have a big Marvel release or some other really anticipated movie. But what do we have next week? 80 for Brady and Knock at the Cabin. So Knock at the Cabin, I'm excited for, but it's not going to be an Avengers level movie big. And 80 for Brady, really? Tom Brady's a piece of shit. He may be a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but he's also a gigantic piece of shit. Sometimes I wonder why these companies that release movies don't move them around a bit more. This could have been a great week for anything. Hell, Missing came out last week. They could have done it this week. It still would have been a good three weeks, I think, until Ant-Man came out. But either way, my future friends, you may be wondering if you're new what it is I do on this show. And if you are wondering here, I am to tell you. On this show, I do quite a few things. First of all, welcome if you're new. Welcome back if you are not new. But if you are new, let me tell you that I talk about all of the movies coming out during the week that I can find out about. Sometimes a movie slips past me. The good news is usually it's nothing noticeable. But I tell you about these movies in two categories. First is the limited releases, where I tell you what the movie is, what it's about, and who's in it. Maybe I'll give a thought or two, but that's usually it. In the wide releases in Interesting Indies, that's the next section. I do all those same things. I tell you what the movie is, what it's about, who's in it, but then I also give my thoughts on it. And I wrap it all up with a score which I call the Billiams Interest Level Score, a.k.a. the Bill Score. That can go anywhere from a 0 for those awful, awful looking films to an 11 for those films that make me oh so excited to be a movie fan. I also give you a pick of the week, which I say, hey, friend, if you go see one movie this week, this has the best chance of being worth your time. And when I decide what's worth your time, I take into account both fun, how enjoyable the movie is, like a comic book movie, like a big blockbuster movie, and also how good it would be, like quality. But you know what, my friends, let us not wait any longer, hesitate no more, because let's jump right into the limited releases. There is one movie I'm going to skip. It's left behind Rise of the Antichrist, and I am not going to support anything with Kevin Sorbo in it. Some of you, if you've been around a while, may know that even though I am a Christian, I hate these Christian movies with a passion because they're so terrible. 
and especially anything with Kevin Sorbo. So instead, let's talk about the first movie that is called Once I Was Engaged. When Brie Carrington gets engaged while at BYU Hawaii, her loving but often over-the-top mom goes all out to create the wedding of the century. But both mother and daughter must overcome the pressure of perfection when this happily ever after story doesn't go quite as expected. This stars no one of note. And it's good to see a movie made by Mormons once in a while, right? Yeah, BYU. Yay, it still looks like Next up, we have a movie called Blood. Not to be confused with the Blood Rain movies about that vampire chick or Blood In, Blood Out. No, not those. Blood. Oh, quick note. Once I was engaged was a VOD release. This one's limited. And unless I specify otherwise in the limited section, they are going to be limited releases. I count VOD as limited because you have to search it out and pay for it, whereas some of the streaming services, you probably already have it. But there we go. So blood. Jess, a separated mom and nurse who moves with her daughter and young son, Owen, back to her old farmhouse. That's worded weird. Never mind. Shortly after settling in, Owen is bitten by the dog, resulting in a mysterious infection from the bite. This stars Michelle Monaghan from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Skeet Ulrich from Scream, and Finley Wajtag Hisong, I think is how you say it, from the Banana Splits movie. So basically, the kid becomes like a vampire. That, that's it. He, he wants to drink blood. Next up, my friends, is a movie called Petite Mal. Anto, Marty, and Lai are a thruple, blissfully living together in a remote house with nothing but their beloved bundle of dogs to keep them company. Of course they're dog people. When Lai leaves for a work trip, the balance is thrown off and Marty and Anto must adapt to being just the two of them. Suddenly, the dreaminess of their secluded home becomes isolating, and all they have to rely on is each other. This stars no one of note. So good news if you're in a thruple, here's your representation. Next up, we have a movie called One Fine Morning. With a father suffering from a neurodegenerative disease, a young woman lives with her eight-year-old daughter. While struggling to secure a decent nursing home, she runs into an unavailable friend with whom she embarks on an affair. This stars Leah Seydoux from Blue is a Warmest Color. And what is it with, like, if you've listened to the show for a while, you've heard me reading a premise that I've copied straight off IMDb, and only once I'm reading it realized it's not a complete sentence. Like, what is that? Like, let's revisit this. With a father suffering from a neurodegenerative disease, comma, a young woman lives with her eight-year-old daughter. What a weird and unfortunately put-together sentence. But I digress, let's talk about the movie called Love Upside Down. Three couples who know one another are stuck at home during the beginning of lockdown. Jonathan, Clarissa, and Paul will see their lives turned upside down, forced to look at each other and ultimately themselves. This stars Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul and Rada Mitchell from Silent Hill. Next up, we have a film called The Silent Forest. Shh, trees. No, that's not it. Anya Grimm returns to the remote forest area where her father disappeared without a trace when she was eight years old. Her sudden appearance triggers a brutal murder. Disturbances in the forest floor and pointer plants force her on a trail of deep layers in guilt and crime and trigger catastrophe. What the f*** was that? You know what, let's just write it off to bad translation. And move on! 
to Aurora, a love story. It follows Kenny Gaines, who is set to marry. On the day of the wedding, the bride mysteriously disappears and sets off a chain of events that unearth secrets, lies, and betrayal. This stars Tobias Truvillian from One Life to Live and Wakenma Hollis from Dynasty. And no, it's not that serious. She just has cold feet. She runs off to gather her thoughts. It basically just sounds like a drama with a little bit of comedy on the side. All right, my future friends, we have nine movies left in the limited section. Yes, a lot of movies this week. No, not a lot of them look good. Let's talk about Condor's Nest. A decade after the fall of Nazi Germany, an American aviator travels across South America in search of a war criminal and encounters more than he bargained for. This stars Jacob Keown from Halloween Kills, James Urbanik from The Venture Brothers, he was the voice of Dr. Venture, Jackson Rathbone from Twilight, Jorge Garcia from Lost, Bruce Davidson from X-Men, Michael Ironside from Total Recall, and Arnold Vosloo from The Mummy. So despite the fact that this has a pretty good cast, it looks like crap. It looks awful. Just another mindless, straight-to-VOD action flick. Let's, let's forget it. Next up, we have a film called The Man in the Basement. A Jewish family discovers their new neighbor is a Holocaust denier. Well, not just that. If you watch the trailer, they actually rent out the basement to him because they have this house and they have a basement they're not using. They're like, hey, let's let's rent it out. Let's decorate it and make it, you know, make it a little apartment. And it's only after they rent it to him that they find out he's a Holocaust denier. And they're like, hey, can we get rid of him? And he's like, you, because, you know, Holocaust denier equals a piece of shit. But this is a movie from France. And tweens rejoice the next movie is called Billie Eilish, live at the O2. So this is just an extended cut of that particular Billie Eilish concert. So let's move on with a movie called Fear. A much-needed getaway and celebration weekend turns into a nightmare due to the contagious airborne threat. This stars Annie Elonze from Peppermint, T.I. from Ant-Man, Andrew Bachelor from The Babysitter, Ruby Modine from Happy Death Day, and Ido Goldberg from Snowpiercer, the TV show. Next up, we have a film called Close. Leo and Remy are two 13-year-old best friends whose seemingly unbreakable bond is suddenly and tragically torn apart. This is a movie from Belgium, and basically it's about two, like, really close friends. Like, physically close, too. Like, they, they cuddle and things. Which to me has always been weird. Like, cuddling with friends is just weird to me. I don't want to yuck your yum if you're the type of person to do that. That's good. I'm glad you can do that. But for me, cuddling has always been something intimate that I don't cross that line with friends with. But anyway, in this movie, these kids are super close. And once they get to school, guess what? Kids wonder if they're gay. And that really bothers one of them. So it one of them starts to pull away from the other. But now the question is, is one of them gay? I do like this movie could go one of two ways. And sorry if my voice sounds suddenly weird. I recorded this over two days and the second day my voice, I'm just so phlegmy. I don't know what's going on. And I forgot to get some lemons from work because lemon water works really well for that. But anyway, let's move on with my voice the way it is and talk about Remember This. David Strathairn portrays Jan Karski in this genre-defined true story of a reluctant World War II hero and Holocaust witness. 
After surviving the devastation of the Blitzkrieg, Karski swears allegiance to the Polish underground and risks his life to carry the first eyewitness reports of war-torn Poland to the Western world and ultimately the Oval Office, escaping a Gestapo prison, bearing witness to the despair of the Warsaw Ghetto, and confronted by the inhumanity of a death camp, Karski endures unspeakable mental anguish and physical torture to stand tall in the halls of power and speak the truth. So this is a one-man show starring David Strathairn. So here's the thing with this. If you like theater or movies as an art form, I mean, we all do, right? Like movies as an art form. But what I mean is something that's a little more artistic than, say, a Fast and the Furious movie or what have you, then this could be for you. I do think this is going to be a fantastic performance. I do want to watch this. I think this is going to be very good. However, the contributing factors to it being here are the fact that it is limited and also movies like this, just like live theater, you have to be, at least I have to be in the right headspace. And that's why this goes right here. I think this looks like it could be very good, but for later. Next up, my future friends, is a movie called Cairo Conspiracy. Adam, the son of a fisherman, is offered the privilege to study at the Al-Azhar University in Cairo, the center of power of Sunni Islam. Adam becomes a pawn in the conflict between Egypt's religious and political elites. This is a movie from Egypt, I believe? Because if you know IMDb, you can look up the country of origin, basically what country is this from. And it has Sweden, France, Finland, and Denmark listed, as well as uh, Egypt, and this was filmed in Istanbul. Because remember, it's Istanbul, not Constantinople. We have another movie that could be good, but it just didn't do enough to catch my eye, because we have this young man from a poor family who gets a chance of a lifetime to study at this prestigious university, and all these rich, religious, political elites use this kid for their gain. And unfortunately, that's a movie you could have in any country. So I think that's what makes it a little more accessible. Two movies left, my friends, and the next movie is called Compromat. A French diplomat must escape an FSB plot in Siberia. If you don't know, because I didn't know, the FSB is the Federal Security Service of the Russian Federation. Where did they get the B? I don't know. Maybe one of you will tell me. I didn't care enough to look it up. So this is a movie from France. So we have a political thriller from France. Sure, why not? And after that, finally, in this section, we have a movie called Infinity Pool. James and M. Foster are enjoying an all-inclusive beach vacation in the fictional island of La Tolka when a fatal accident exposes the resort's perverse subculture of hedonistic tourism, reckless violence, and surreal horrors. This stars Alexander Skarsgård from True Blood, Mia Goth from X, and Cleopatra Coleman from Dope Sick. The trailer did look interesting. We have these two, Alexander Skarsgård, Mia Goth, driving around, and they accidentally kill someone. And apparently someone has to be punished for this. And so he is sentenced, Alexander Skarsgård is sentenced to death. But someone comes to him and goes, hey, you have to die. But what if it's not you? So they clone him. This movie is another one that could be interesting, but it just looks a little too weird and try hard for me. But hey, if you like it, if, if you watch this, let me know what you think. Whether you liked it or not, I am interested. 
In fact, that's just something I always want you to do. If you see a movie I talked about, whether or not it was in the limited section or the wide releases or interesting indies, I would very much like to hear your thoughts on them. Again, find all the ways to contact me in the link tree in the show notes. But my future friends, that is it for the first half of the show. Let us take a break as we hear a word from our friends at the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast and We're Doing Fine with Robbie and Lisa. Please stay tuned. Are you looking for a nerd podcast that touches on every walk of nerd culture? Well, look no further. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is the podcast for you. We cover nerd culture, news, new movie reviews, bad movie reviews, video games, comics, with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a flagship podcast of the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast app or stream it on somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Robbie. And we host a show called We're, We're Doing, Doing Fine. Fine. We're friends from across the ocean. I'm from Scotland. And I'm from California. Join us every week as we chat about biscuits. You mean cookies. Brexit. Whatever's going on here. Who knows? Almost dying. Why we're single. Popular culture. And basically everything and anything that can distract us from this postmodern hellscape we're all living in. Because we're, we're doing, doing fine. We are back. We are back with the wide releases and interesting indies. All four of them. Just four of them. And let's start with the first one, which is called Teen Wolf. The movie. This is a Paramount Plus original. A terrifying evil has emerged. The wolves howl once again, but only a werewolf like Scott McCall can gather both new allies and reunite trusted friends to fight back against what could be the most powerful and deadliest enemy. This stars the cast of Teen Wolf, and I never watched it. I probably should. It sounds like something I'd enjoy. But from the look of it, this has returning characters that have left the show. And so if you're a fan of the show, check this out, Paramount+. Plus. There it is. I do think this looks interesting. Uh, the trailer got me interested in the show because for me, I never really cared. I had nothing against it. I, I didn't have anything against Teen Wolf. Personally, I don't see why they had to call it Teen Wolf and couldn't do an original show. Why, why did they name it after the Michael J. Fox movie? Especially when it's not a comedy. But hey, whatever. They did their thing, and in true CW fashion, it, it made it big. It was a big deal. Lots of people loved it. And if this trailer can make me interested in the show, I think it should be fun for fans of the series, especially because I believe it's all the same people behind the show, behind the movie now. So hopefully they will give the fans more of what they want. Because from my experience, that is something CW does well when they find something that works they don't f with it their new shows don't always work they cancel stuff just like all the other networks do but when they do find something that works they they don't mess with it too much and i think they also know the perfect balance between fan service and when not to use fan service so yes i think this looks worth your time especially if you're a fan of the show if you've never seen the show then probably 100 percent skip this because I bet you there'd be spoilers all through it. As for me and my interest, I will not watch this, but if I had watched the show, then I would give this a 7 out of 11. The next movie is the last limited movie I'm going to be talking about, and it's called Maybe I Do. Michelle and Alan are in a relationship. They decide to invite their parents to finally meet about marriage. 
Turns out the parents already know one another well, which leads to some differing opinions about marriage. This stars Diane Keaton from Something's Gotta Give, Richard Gere from Pretty Woman, Susan Sarandon from Dead Man Walking, William H. Macy from Magnolia, Emma Roberts from We're the Millers, and Luke Bracey from The Point Break Remake. So as most of you know, if you've listened to the show before, I don't like Emma Roberts. Even if she didn't have that questionable history of alleged abuse towards her boyfriend and from her boyfriend, that whole dirty situation, allegedly, even if she didn't have that questionable history, I don't think she's very good. The only time I've ever really liked her was in Scream 4, because that's such a basic character that I think she could have done really well, or that she did do really well. However, I don't look at this movie and see Emma Roberts. I see Diane Keaton, Richard Gere, Susan Sarandon, and William H. Macy. Who's Luke Bracey? I bet you he's a great guy. I I don't know. Maybe he is. I don't know. But he's not important here. The other actors are important. So in this film, we have two married couples, and I think the teams are Diane Keaton and Richard Gere, and then Susan Sarandon and William H. Macy, I think. But the thing is, both couples are cheating on each other with the other people, and they don't know that they have a connection. So Diane Keaton and William H. Macy and Susan Sarandon and Richard Gere. Or it could be flip-flopped. Whatever whatever it is, one married couple is cheating with the other married couple, and they don't know it until they run into each other at this meeting about the wedding of their children. So here's a question. Will this come out? Will they find out that they've both been cheating on each other and that their partner's there? Will they just switch partners at this thing? Will they realize they still have their original partner? Will the fact that their parents are f***ing around with each other change Emma Roberts and Luke Bracey's uh, future. This does seem like a basic rom-com, but it seems interesting enough that it did make it on the list. And I think something like this should come to one of the streaming services, and that's when I think you should watch it, because for right now, I don't think this looks like it's going to be really worth your time. But if you do see it somewhere, if you are out on the hunt for a movie to see in the theaters, and you do see this in a theater near you, maybe go check it out. I wouldn't, because it's not my pick of the week. But maybe you want to watch something mindless with a stellar cast with four legendary actors in it. So for me personally, the Bill score is a 6 out of 11. Two movies left, my friends, and the movie that's not the pick of the week is called You People. This follows a new couple and their families who find themselves examining modern love and family dynamics amidst clashing cultures, societal expectations, and generational differences. This stars Jonah Hill from 21 Jump Street, Eddie Murphy from Coming to America, Lauren London from The Game, The TV Show, Julia Louis-Dreyfus from Seinfeld, Nia Long from The Best Man, David Duchovny from The X-Files, Molly Gordon from Booksmart, Dion Cole from Blackish, Elliot Gould from the MASH movie, not the MASH TV show, but the movie, Rhea Perlman from Cheers, and Mike Epps from Friday After Next. So I've heard some buzz about this movie just because Eddie Murphy, and I think the uh, TikToker Straw Hat Goofy put it best when he was talking about how Eddie Murphy made us miss him. Because for a while, he was having almost a movie a year. In the 80s, he did almost a movie a year, sometimes two movies a year, and only missing one year, I think, and the same for the 90s. 
And then, you know, he started doing movies like Pluto Nash and it, the movies just kind of started flopping more and more and more. And then he took a hiatus and came back and did Mr. Church. And then he took a few more years off. He did another movie. And now his movies are getting better and better. And this could be one of them. You People is a perfect example of a movie that I think I would like. And you, my future friends, you two could watch a trailer for it and you could probably figure out just based off that if it is the type of movie that you would enjoy. But I also get the feeling that you may be like me in the sense that I can wait. I can wait to see this 100% because I like this cast. I liked the trailer. It made me laugh. But also, nothing is making me go, yes, I want to see this. This is going to be my next movie. It's not getting me excited. And to be fair, the pick of the week isn't really getting me that excited either. I think it's just the best case scenario out of all these films. But I also think it's that way because we don't get a lot of hype for Netflix movies. We may be looking forward to them, but we don't get it hyped like we do the next Marvel movie, like the next Fast and Furious movie, like the next big blockbuster. Maybe you'll see some trailers. Maybe you'll see a banner ad on some website you visit. But for the most part, that's really it. Netflix, Hulu, all these companies count on you having their service, seeing a new movie pop up, going, oh, well, sh I already get this service. I might as well watch this movie. And I think that's part of the reason why, even though I knew this was coming, I'm just kind of eh about it. And I would not be surprised at all if I watch this movie and afterwards I go, well, was I wrong? This should have been my pick of the week. I laughed out loud. My sides hurt. It was a great time. I would not be surprised if that was the case. But right now, sitting here, two days away, I'm recording this part on the 25th, two days away from the release date, I'm just, eh, I can wait. Because movies like this are safe, right? Because we sit on movies like this. We wait for movies like this for a movie night, for a night where our plans fell through, or maybe you're sick, or maybe you just don't feel like doing anything and you're just sitting at home, and you're like, I want to watch something new, and you're like, oh yeah. That movie came out with Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy. That looked good. Maybe we should watch it now. But it's not the kind of movie you make plans to see. Like, hey, sweetheart, pumpkin, lover, let's make, let's ink it in in our calendars to watch you people tomorrow night. No, you're, we're not going to do that. Maybe if the trailer was a little better, it might have changed my mind. But right now I have to be honest and say you people get a 6.5 out of 11. And my future friends, it is time for the final movie of the week. The pick of the week. It's another streaming original film. And that movie is called Shotgun Wedding. This is an Amazon Prime original. A couple's extravagant destination wedding is hijacked by criminals. In the process of saving their families, they rediscover why they fell in love in the first place. This stars Jennifer Lopez from Made in Manhattan. Josh Dumel from Las Vegas. Jennifer Coolidge, now you see why it's pick of the week, Jennifer Coolidge from The White Lotus, Lenny Kravitz from The Hunger Games, and you know, music, Cheech Marin from Up in Smoke, Steve Coulter from She-Hulk Attorney at Law, and Darcy Carden from The Good Place. I still don't know if you say her name Darcy or D-Arcy, because it's D apostrophe A-R-C-Y, so I don't know if that name is just some white people bullshit or what, but anyway. So yes, Jennifer Lopez's new movie. And I think Jennifer Lopez gets way, way, way too much hate. Because the one thing she is, is reliable. Did you watch Marry Me with Owen Wilson? That was cute. That was fun. Was it great? No, it was not great. 
but I enjoyed myself so much. Did I predict the ending? Did every f***ing person who watched that movie predict the ending? Yes, we all did. We all saw it coming. Who didn't see that coming? But it doesn't matter. It was cute and it was fun. I liked it. I smiled. It made me happy. And if movies like that aren't for you, I get it. That's fine. Whatever. But if those movies are your thing, then this is another one. Because look at that. Look at the top three people in that cast. Let's just ignore Lenny Kravitz, Cheech Marin, amazing people. But we're looking at Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Coolidge, Josh Duhamel. Josh Duhamel, a pretty boy who has fantastic comedic timing, and he's just so simultaneously likable and punchable. And Jennifer Lopez is... There, there's something about her that's disarming, but you also believe it when she can pick up a weapon and beat the shit out of someone. You can see her both as Jenny from the block and a prim and proper lady who'd be shopping at Saks Fifth Avenue. Movies like this are never going to be someone's favorite of the year. Movies like this are never really going to be remembered by the time the year ends. When you look back at your year in movies and you and this is one of the ones you saw, it's, it's probably not going to pop up in your mind. I look at movies like this like I do... The Proposal with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds and Betty White. And oh, that was a great cast. That's not, don't get me started on that. But I look at it in the same way where it's a safety movie. It's a movie where I need to feel good. Maybe, I don't know, something happened. Maybe I just need uplifting. Or maybe I, I'm just in the mood for something that would, that's cute and that would make me smile. That's what that movie is. That's what Marry Me is. And I think that's what Shotgun Wedding is going to be. For the most part, it's, it's going to have some action in it. So it's going to be a little more over the top than the other two, which I appreciate. Shotgun Wedding is going to be a rom-com with a little bit of action. And I am here for it. I'm just sad I have to wait for my wife to get back home from the UK so I could watch this with her. And it might be an extra week because she has COVID now. She's doing okay. The minute I heard I was ready to fly out there, but she promises me she's fine. And because she's fine, I can now be a little selfish and go, why must I now wait to see Shotgun Wedding? Because Shotgun Wedding gets a 7.5 out of 11. My future friends, thank you for everyone who listens to the show. I know I always say that, but I always mean it. And I was looking at my SoundCloud analytics, and I don't know if like spam accounts sometimes listen to your shows or something like that, but... I have a huge uptick in people from Ashburn, Virginia, and a few from Boardman, Oregon, and two from Frankfurt, Germany. If you are one of those people, say hi. Uh, respond on SoundCloud, tweet at me, email me, all the ways to find me in the link tree in the show notes. But I'd be interested just to see why I have suddenly so many listeners from Ashburn, Virginia. And apparently you all listen on Stitcher. Good to know. But my future friends, always tell me, always reach out to me and tell me if you had to pick from one of the movies coming out this week, which one would you have as your pick of the week? I still am planning on doing a Future Flicks Awards or the Flickies, if you remember, they used to be called that. Uh, I do plan on doing that closer to when the Oscars come out, probably a week or two before the Oscars. I may do an Oscars episode. We'll see. I don't know. But for now, my future friends, I will be back next week with more movies because every week has movies. Isn't this a wonderful world we live in? So I will send you along your way to listen to the other great shows you may enjoy. Make sure to check out the friends of the show whose ads you have already heard. 
But my future friends, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future.